Welcome, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Renegade Joint Investors Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Burgess, professional real estate investor, permaculture and urban farmer, curmudgeon, skeptic, and Keller Williams agent. And what is Renegade Joint Investors? RDA is a local real estate investment and business group that meets monthly at various locations throughout Metro Detroit. This ain't your grandma's Rhea, folks. No guru bullshit from the front. No smell of stale coffee, been gay, and or disappointment. You know exactly what I'm talking about. RDI is also this podcast where we have several shows a week. We have a read along that we do. I usually sit down and interview one person a week. We have flipped this podcast on Tuesdays. Once a month, we have the Borland Group meetup. And every Wednesday, Thursday, and or Friday, we have Joe come on. So we got all sorts of content for you, whether you're a real estate investor, you're a real estate agent, or you're interested in business. Hopefully, we have something for you. And if you enjoy this podcast, hook a brother up, man. Rate and review on iTunes. It's one of the ways I actually know people are listening. It's one of the ways we can grow the podcast. Also, a ton of you are sharing. Keep it up. Let's get more shares. All right. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, go to renegadedetroit.com. If you're interested in attending any of the local meetings, go to meetup.com forward slash renegadedetroit investors or facebook.com forward slash Detroit Investment Club. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Jeremy Burgess. I'm on Snapchat at Jeremy A. Burgess. And, of course, you go to YouTube.com forward slash user forward slash Detroit Wholesalers. Legal disclaimer. In no way, shape, or form should anything that I and or my guests say be taken as legal and or investment advice. We highly recommend that before you make any investment decision or decisions, you contact a lawyer and or other licensed professionals. Be an adult. Don't fucking sue me. All right. Time for the Renegade Detroit Investor Show Quote of the Week, where I pick a quote that sets the tone for the podcast and hopefully your week. This week's quotes right out of the book we're about ready to jump into. Content is not keying if your goal is capturing and converting leads. Design, being purposeful, and landing pages are king. Chris Smith. And this week, folks, we are going to be reading The Conversion Code by Chris Smith. Chris Smith is a co-founder of Curator, a social media, digital marketing, and sales coaching company. That helps businesses grow faster. In less than three years, he used the conversion code to grow curated to over $5 million in annual recurring revenue without raising any venture capital. Prior, Chris worked for two billionaires, a near-billion-dollar publicly traded company, and a startup that was acquired for $108 million. He speaks live in front of more than 50,000 people a year. So this is what we're going to dive into. With the market heating up the way it is and competition just absolutely fierce, I figured it was time. Plus, I'm diving deeper and deeper into this agent thing, and I think this is definitely going to be more towards agents, but I think it's going to apply to wholesalers and investors too. I mean, closing is closing, follow-up is follow-up, and to a certain extent, um, you know, that that's just really, that's really what it is. So we're going to dive right in. Go ahead and click on the link and buy it. You can also um, get it. Uh, um, you can get it. At, uh, what is it? Audible. You can get it on Audible. So I just got an Audible too. You can obviously you can listen to uh, do the read along with me, but you know nothing better than from the author. So we're gonna conversion code capture internet leads, create quality appointments, and close more sales. Are you ready? Introduction. How the Conversion Code was created. The Conversion Code is a new blueprint for marketers and salespeople that shows you how to capture and convert internet leads into closed sales at the highest rate possible. 
Using my exact code outlined in this book, you will immediately get more website traffic and more internet leads, but most importantly, close more sales. During the last decade, I worked inside sales jobs and have called more than 10,000 internet leads. I even worked with for two different billionaires, Dan Gilbert and Lou Perlman. Gilbert is most notably uh, the owner of Quicken Loans and the Cleveland Cavaliers, while Pearl Pearlman sadly and impressively made household names of Britney Spears and Sync and the Backstreet Boys. I got a decent three-point shot, and I love to sing in the shower, but they didn't hire me for those skills. Instead, I was an elite-level inside salesperson for their 10-figure organizations. At Quicken Loans for Gilbert, I sold mortgages when interest rates were over 7% and the housing market was crashing. At Fashion Rock for Perlman, I sold event vacations in Orlando where talent agents were sort of looking for the next big thing, like a pre-American idol, American idol. At both companies, I sold over the phone from a cubicle, dialing for dollars, boiler room style, calling people who had requested more information online and or through a radio or TV ad. I was given a name, a number, and a phone. My job was to call the leads and close them that day, including getting their credit card number. For the loans, I also had to get a contract signed and get the lead to give me their social security number over the phone within the first five minutes of the call. In the conversion code, I will teach you exactly what, when, and how to say things over the phone to people so that the day in, day out, you convince them to buy from you. In fact, the sales script in section three of this book works so well and it's so easy for you to duplicate that it should almost be illegal. Spoiler alert, some of what I learned at Lou Perlman's company actually was. You will indeed feel like you are learning and uh, you are learning in this book gives you an unfair advantage. It does. I often stop as I am teaching the code to remind myself that while it does feel amazing to be so good at inside sales that you can quite literally sell anyone anything, you'll also need a Spider-Man mentality. With great power comes great responsibility. Taking what I learned doing inside sales, the legal and ethical parts for Dan Gilbert and Perlman, I landed an outside sales job that included selling from the stage as a keynote speaker for Move Incorporated. Move is a publicly traded company now owned by News Corp, Rupert Murdoch's Fox News, Wall Street Journal, Empire, and is nearly a billion-dollar market cap company. To start, I drove to two offices each day throughout the state of Florida and sold CRM, websites, and other online marketing solutions to real estate agents. I had a leave... I had to leave the office with a signed contract or the sale went to the inside sales team and I didn't get the commission. I also spoke at national trade shows and conferences, again, having to close that day or not getting any commission. Using my code, I won Moves President's Club Award in my first year outselling their most seasoned reps, even though I had no experience in outside sales or selling software. It was during my time at Move when I started video blogging and using Facebook for business purposes under a brand I co-founded for them with an amazing guy named Steve Pasolini, P-A-C-I-N-E-L-L-I, called Tech Savvy Agent. Within no time, we were getting 100 plus page views per month and generating tens of thousands of likes and leads. Basically, I had only been a salesperson my entire life until I started Tech Savvy Agent. Now I was a marketer too. And all the leads I was generating were quality, and they were closing. Next, I was hired to be a sales coach and public speaker for the inside and outside sales team at Dotloop, a transaction management and electronic signature company. My official job title was actually Chief Paper Killer. 
As I taught Dotloop sales team the conversion code, you can see the light bulbs going off. They left every sales coaching session lusting to get back on the phones. They would show up telling me they needed help closing, and they would leave me telling me that my code was their best sales coaching ever and an immediate game changer. During my third year with the company, Dotloop was acquired for $108 million by Zillow Group. Not quite another billion-dollar experience, but a nice nine-figure exit is not too shabby. Today, I am a partner of my own company, Curator. Curator specializes in helping small business owners with lead uh, lead generation and lead conversion through our simple software and proven strategies. We combine ideas and innovation with execution for small business owners who are too busy to do everything themselves. Each and every month, we generate tens of thousands of internet leads, turning many of them into closed sales. Simply put, we do the conversion code that you will learn in this book for them, minus calling their leads for that we give them the script that is in section three. Here are a few testimonials from our clients at Curator. Before using Curator, I was at about 200000 in income. Looks like my next 12 months may be in the six hundred to 750000 range. In the first six months of 2015, we bypassed our 2014 total sales. I have doubled my business. Business increased by over 100% in 12 months. 2015 will be our best year ever. Best investment I've made in my 14 years, hands down. My business is up 52% since we partnered with Curator, and we are looking at growing another 50% next year. Using the conversion code for ourselves, Curator passed $5 million in annual recurring revenue in less than three years, and we are growing like a weed. To ensure the success of my first startup, I even personally got back on the phone and sold the first couple million in recurring revenue myself using the exact strategies and scripts that are in this book. The only difference between doing inside sales for yourself and doing it for someone else is that you need A, something awesome to sell that you own, and B, qualified leads to sell it to. So in the first two sections of the conversion code, I will teach you exactly how we generate great internet leads at a low cost per click, lead and acquisition, and how we use technology, people, and marketing automation to turn those leads into an endless supply of quality appointments for our sales team. With that being said, I truly believe marketing automation is greatly overrated and is being used too frequently as a crutch. Technology and software have become an excuse not to do the real work of picking up the phone and talking to people about what you sell and whether it is right for them. If you want to make more money by closing online leads, you have to pick up the damn phone. If you have more usernames and passwords and customers, you're doing it wrong. The idea of a cart or e-commerce is a myth for most. Sure, we may buy things from Amazon or Zappos without ever speaking to a sales rep, but if you actually think you can simply get leads from the internet to buy stuff from you that actually costs more than a few dollars without ever calling them, you are wrong. Bottom line, most companies need to pick up the phone to close a lead and are so focused on working smarter, not harder, that they are tripping over nickels to pick up pennies. Never forget that conversations create closings. I feel really blessed that I learned how to sell before I learned how to market. I learned how to convert leads before I learned how to generate them. So when I became a marketer, I saw a big responsibility in my new role. My approach to marketing came from my work in the inside sales cubicle, knowing from firsthand experience how difficult it could be to dial for dollars every single day. How could I approach the marketing wanting to get bad leads just so I can point to vanity metrics that didn't even matter? I know my sales script works and I respect the salesperson's time because I am one, 
So when I teach you how to generate leads, be rest assured that my goals are quantity and quality. Marketing can do a much better job of sending purchase-ready leads to sales. In fact, if most marketers actually had a call, had to call the leads they're generating, they'd want to quit their job or fire themselves. It's one thing to get someone to like, follow, or subscribe by email. It's another to get their time, and it's a whole other thing to get someone's credit card number. Due to the recent digital revolution, I will even go so far as to proclaim that every lead is now an internet lead. We're all online every day, all day. The world is changing, and your strategies need to change along with it. And that's so true. This is not in the book. I'm going to go ahead and highlight that. Uh, what is it like for, for homeowners here in real estate? Something like 97% of all home searches begin online. I like what he's saying. Basically, every lead is an internet lead. Back to the book. The world is changing and your strategies need to change along with it. We look at Facebook on our phones more than we look at each other in the face. Regardless of whether they submit their information through the web form or your website or not, every human is now conditioned to look online before making a purchase. And thanks to our social media addiction, you can now generate demand, not just fill it, fulfill it. If you're in sales or marketing and your job doesn't involve internet leads, then I have some bad news for you. You're really missing out and leaving tons of money on the table. I have good news for you too. You picked up this book. Whether you're in marketing or sales, whether you're a seasoned sales rep or new to social media marketing, the conversion code is your guide to getting an ROI ASAP. How to crack the conversion code. What is the conversion code? The conversion code is the new formula for being a great marketer and salesperson in the internet era. It's a proven step-by-step blueprint to increasing leads and sales immediately. Today's customers are savvy and they have more options than ever before. Capturing their attention and turning it into revenue requires a whole new approach. The conversion code provides clear guidance for conquering the new paradigm shift toward online lead generation and inside sales. Traditional sales and marketing vices is becoming less and less relevant. This book addresses the importance of purposeful internet lead generation and conversion instead of passive lead generation and conversion. You'll actually learn how to generate demand instead of just fulfilling it. People used to sit through two-minute commercials and couldn't fast forward through them. Now our attention is everywhere, which means it's nowhere for long. In fact, a recent study by Silverpop says you have eight seconds to capture someone's attention online before they move on to the next thing. And shit, it might even, uh, that might even be less time. I've seen numbers that uh, you have three seconds from the time they click to your website before they leave, right? Back to the book. How you can crack the conversion code. Like any code, the conversion code has multiple steps. There is insanely valuable uh, valuable information in each, but I want to give you the help you need right now. I am keenly aware that many salespeople do not have to generate their own leads or even set their own appointments. They simply work for a company like Quicken Loans or Curator that does that for them. I am also aware that most marketers never make sales calls. Sad, but true. So think of this as a choose-your-own-adventure book and ask yourself the following questions before you get started. Do you need to generate more leads now? Is your problem that you just don't have enough people to talk to about what you sell? Start with Section 1. After you have read and, and do what you learn in Section 1, you'll have a consistent flow of quality internet leads. 
I know it might seem impossible to have new leads in your inbox each and every day, but I can tell you from my experience that it's not. In fact, it's fairly easy if you know what to do. Do you already have internet leads but need help turning them into sales appointments? Section two is where you should start using specific tools and tactics. I will teach you how to create appointments with internet leads so that you are pitching to new and old prospects every single day. Do you already have plenty of leads to call right now and you just need to know what to say to close them? You're going to want to start with section three, which covers exactly what to say to get leads to buy from you. Inside each section is an easy-to-follow blueprint from improving your business right now. The fundamentals of sales and marketing have changed. Have you? I'm going to share with you what the new pillars of sales and marketing really are. One of my first sales coaches was a telemarketing genius who taught me more about inside sales than any any one person has. He would give a powerful 15 to 20-minute lesson on selling each morning before we started pounding the phones, calling leads. It was actually the only time he ever spoke to us. I remember he loved to say, most of you will learn more than you will ever earn while you work here. Boy, was he right, even though I also earned a lot while there. There was one sketch in particular that he drew that perfectly conveys the, the what you will learn and then do day after day because you read this book. It is a very simple drawing, yet it is branded into my brain, and I recommend you engrave it into yours as well. I think about it with every marketing campaign I craft on every sales call I make. It's shown in figure 1-1. One, one. He used the graph to explain why enthusiasm and timing matter so much when you are selling over the phone. He said the ism from enthusiasm stood for I am sold myself. So figure 1 is an XY chart, and on the X-axis is a heart. And on the y-axis is time. And there's a basically looks like a uh, a sine curve, right? And there's a little dot going across or like a little dotted line going across horizontally where it takes just a tip off and he covered, colored it in and it says dollars. Then figure 1.2 is enthusiasm with the IASM kind of blocked off. Your job on the phone when talking to leads is actually very simple, to be so enthusiastic about the product you sell that you can get them over the buying line. Then and only then can you close them. The same drawing also applies nicely to marketing. It's just that you have to get them more excited than the cost of them giving you the contact information. Then and only then can you capture them. Exactly what, when, and how to say things to actually make this happen are all covered in this book and a critical part of my code. I was sad to learn after I left uh, Fashion Rock that my sales coach had actually had been arrested nine years earlier on federal bank fraud charges for his involvement in a telemarketing operation. He had actually developed a script that was too good because it crossed several ethical lines and contained bold-faced lies. If Lou Perelman's company was a black hat sales organization, Quicken Loans, was where I learned white hat selling. Quicken Loans taught me more than five years of sales training that any university could have in four hours. Another aha moment worth sharing about inside sales before we get to the X's and O's of lead generation and conversion came courtesy of Dan Gilbert during my new hire orientation in Michigan. He spoke about Albert Meribian's 738.55% rule and the science behind how humans communicate. Gilbert explained that how 
People Communicate actually breaks down into only three buckets. See figure 1.3. Um, and it's basically just a pie chart. And it says 7% words, 38% tone of voice, 55% body language. The first and most significant impact on human communication is actually body language. Bad news, he said, when you are selling over the phone to an internet lead, body language is gone. The, the next is tone. This is where I shine. I am a wordsmith, but I am also from the South, and I talk slow. I sound super trustworthy over the phone, but also smart. Honest, but sharp. Educated, but not better than you. It is very difficult to teach people how to improve their tone, but let me make it very clear up front that the words in the script that you will learn in this book work a lot better if your tone is great. In fact, if you add tone and body language, everything but the actual words you say, it is 93% of how humans communicate. This is why you hear quips like motion creates emotion and why you often see inside sales reps standing and selling or throwing a football to one another as they talk to a lead. It gets their blood pumping, makes the long days of dialing for dollars a little bit more bearable, and more importantly, it improves their tone. I've been standing, by the way, this is not in the book. I've been standing now for a year and a half, and it really does help. I've seen my sales increase, just standing and moving around. Back to the book. I sold more vacations in one day than most of the salespeople alongside me sold in a week. I wrote more loans in my first week at Quicken Loans than most of their seasoned bankers wrote an entire month. I can assure you that my words and looks were not why people were buying. I barely knew what I was talking about. Fake it till you make it comes to mind, and they couldn't see me. My success out of the gate was simply my enthusiastic tone, plus the company provided me with a proven script and solid leads. Um, having worked with some extremely talented people during my career, I noticed that the best inside sales people have the following trait. They have a very positive mental attitude. In fact, they have a black lab mindset. They're happy to see every lead. Thanks to uh, a stately CEO, Galen Ward, for sharing that great analogy with me. The best inside sales rep also works hard and put in effort daily. Plus, they are constantly sharpening their axe, looking for more knowledge about how they can get even better at sales and closing people. If you're a business, what do you need to thrive in today's internet era? The same things that you needed a decade ago, and you will still need a decade from now. You need leads, appointments, and sales. In this book, I will teach you how to get all three. It's funny he says that, right? Because people always ask me, you know, I'm sick of my job. How do I get, how do I get in the wholesale business or how do I get out of my job, make money in real estate? And yeah, it's pretty much all the same. You get leads, you set appointments, you make offers, right? Back to the book. Because every lead is now an internet lead, demand for marketing automation and inside sales is way up. Inside sales is growing like crazy because internet is growing like crazy. Being good at traditional marketing and belly-to-belly sales does not make you good at internet marketing and inside sales. Most of the advice and books about marketing and sales were conceived in a pre-social media, pre-mobile era by people who have never had to call even one internet lead. I'm a fan of legendary sales trainers like Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy, but they never had to call 10,000 plus internet leads and close them to feed their kids. These are the new trends that require a new approach, a new script, and a new coach. Unless you have actually called hundreds of internet leads for a week, for years, you simply can't teach what is in this book. What you say, how you say it, and when you say it matter a lot. There have been infinitely more innovation in the marketing world than in the sales world. 
What you say on a call with an internet lead is as complex and scientific as the marketing automation campaigns marketers build and launch using HubSpot or Infusionsoft. In section three of this book, you'll learn a new proven script that I crafted specifically for web leads. The conversion code creeds. The conversion code is packed with the science of sales and marketing. I'm going to teach you many concepts, formulas, and technical elements that will improve your business. But if you ever feel overwhelmed, I want you to stay focused on the fundamentals. I call them the conversion code creeds, and there's one for each section of the book. Write them down, print them out, and hang them in your cubicle. The conversion code marketer's creed. Leads are people too. Image is everything. Facebook is the internet. Analytics are overrated. Every word counts. The conversion code scheduler's creed. Every second matters. Zero cold calls. Human companies win. The fortunes in the follow-up. Every word counts. The conversion code's closer's creed. Yes, it's not an accident. Conversations create clients. Dig deep or go to sleep. You're in charge. Every word counts. The conversion code will resharpen your marketing and sales acts for the new modern internet driven era and help you consistently crush your quota in joy. So I guess better highlight these, right? Print and put them up in my cubicle. I'm not just reading this, right? Part one, capture internet leads. Need more leads? How to build websites and landing pages that consistently capture internet leads. (laughs) If you are reading this book, there's a good chance that you have heard, possibly even a nauseating number of times, that if you want to win online, content is king. Content is not king if your goal is capturing and converting leads. Design, being purposeful, and landing pages are king. When building your website or landing pages or changing and improving the ones you may already have, a conversion-first approach to design and user experience is a must. Simply put, great design builds trust, and trust is and always has been why people buy things online and off. As Zig Ziglar once said, if people like you, they'll listen to you, but if they'll trust you, they'll do business with you. That's so true, right? In this chapter, I will cover the best ways to capture quality internet leads using a website and landing pages. In the real world, before you invite anyone over to dinner, you clean your house. Online is no different. Before we can send traffic to our website, we need to make sure it will convert. Sadly, I see far too many companies that have a website so poorly designed that they are even willing to admit they wouldn't hire themselves based on it. Because almost every business already has a website, I will start with that. But not before I mention that a critical component of cracking the conversion code is to understand that for online lean generation and conversion, landing pages are a much better option than websites. Ideally, a company will be using both. But if you are reading this and you really need leads as quickly as possible, landing pages are the better choice. That's interesting that landing pages are better than a website. you have a landing page? Might have to get mine back up and going. How to build a website that builds trust and captures leads. Recent research, which I discovered thanks to Social Triggers founder Derek Halpern, 
who was a guest on our podcast, conducted by Elizabeth Silent, Silence, Pam Briggs, and Leslie Fishwick, entitled Trust and Mistrust of Online Health Sites, Proves the Design, Online Equals Trust and Sales. Here's an excerpt from their study and what they learned. Do different design and information content factors influence trust and mistrust of online health sites? 15 women faced with a risky health decision were observed while searching the internet for information and advice over four consecutive weeks. Women at various stages of menopause participated in a study 41 to 60 plus years, mean age 49. All the women were interested in finding out more about the menopause and all use the internet at least once a week although they had different degrees of confidence with respect to being online. Participants discussed their first impressions of a website. There were two factors that led them to reject or mistrust a website quickly. The overwhelming majority of comments related to the design of the website. 94% cited design and only 6% cited content in relation to the number of times a factor was mentioned as a percentage of the total number of comments about rejection. So maybe content isn't king after all. Here were some of the women's first impressions and remarks about website design, or lack thereof. I found the screen too busy. I couldn't quite latch on to anything straight away. It's so clinical, so pasty, lots of white spots and pale blue obviously trying to be gentle on the eye. The banners, whether they're trying to sell you something or click down here for free whatever, you just get turned off. One of them I didn't like the color of. I couldn't wait to get out. It was an insepid green backdrop. It just put me off reading it. There was just nothing I liked about it, and I didn't like the colors, the text, and the layout. This honest, harsh feedback from the participants reminded me of a famous David Ogilvy quote. The consumer isn't a moron. She is your wife. <laughs> if you're going to capture and convert quality internet leads, you need to gain their trust. Start with this, their list of critiques and look at your current website to see what you are guilty of. Hmm. That's interesting. My aesthetic is so poor. Um, I don't know. The, the principles, back to the book, the principles of good web design hold true across demographics. Um, Code Academy, an online interactive program that offers free coding classes and likely represents a totally different demographic than the aforementioned study offered eerily similar advice to the women in the health site study. In September 2015, even the U.S. government crafted design standards for all of its sites moving forward. If middle-aged women, coders, and politicians all agree about the importance of a good web design, doesn't it seem foolish to ignore them and not make some changes to your site? Here's a combination of design, of design principles that showed up on lists from the aforementioned baby boomers, brainiacs, bureaucrats, and bureaucrats. I have also added my interpretation as to why these principles matter so much. One column. Having a one-column layout allows for a one-page, one-purpose approach. Two- and three-column website designs can feel cluttered, complex, and busy. Plus, it's much easier to make a one-column layout responsive for mobile devices, which is where, there are more, where the more than 50% of your traffic or leads will come from. If you are going to use a platform like WordPress or Squarespace to build your website, be sure to look for one-column themes. I'm just going to think I'm going to highlight all this, right? Social proof. They are great is the new we are great. When you display the feedback of your happiest customers, 
and not just your own marketing messages, you will find that the quantity and quality of your leads from your website will increase. Um, Social proof is always good. Do pictures too. Using actual reviews from Yelp, Google, or Facebook and recommendations from LinkedIn is ideal. Remember, your leads can constantly identify and already trust those logos much more so than yours. It amazes me how many business owners have great reviews online, but they don't actually showcase those reviews on their own website in a beautiful way. In fact, 88% of consumers say they trust online reviews as much as personal recommendations. Dude, that's crazy. 88%. I guess I do that. Do you? More contrast. The fewer colors you use, the more the colors you the more the colors you do use will pop. White space is highly underrated. A well-designed website should get people to the parts of it that makes you money fast. Increase your contrast by taking a less is more approach. Use colors only when critical, like in your calls to action. This will get the people visiting your site, clicking on the pages, buttons, and links you want them to the most. Fewer form fields. We only have eight seconds to capture someone's attention online, so you cannot ask for a ton of information on your website contact forms. Stick to the basics of a name, phone number, and email when possible. You can also use a login with Facebook or Google button above or below all the fields so they can complete the form without any keystrokes at all. I've also found it very helpful to have a backup option like, or you can call slash text a number or email hello curator anytime you have a contact form. The bottom line is that if someone is willing to fill out a form on your website to be contacted, they might also prefer to simply contact you right then. If it takes someone more than a moment or two to locate your phone number and your email address on your website, Fix that ASAP. Um, keeping focus. More choices equals fewer decisions made. You really want to limit the number of calls to action on any given page to one where you, when you can. If any one page of your website asks me to join your newsletter, follow you on Twitter, and download your ebook, I probably won't do any of them. Remember, one page equals one purpose. I did not know that. Hmm. I will be going back and redesigning my website. I screwed that up. See, good thing we read this book, right? The only page on your site that will likely need multiple calls to action is your home page. For all other pages, keep them laser focused on the primary goal. Larger targets. This one is particularly important to lead capture. Code Academy cited Fitz Law, which says the time required to move and interact with the target area is a function of distance and size of the target. The closer and larger the target, the faster the action. To state it simply, the size of and distance between the form fields on your web forms and landing pages matter. Make sure your forms are not too small and also not too spaced out. Design for edge cases. Many of your website visitors will be coming back to visit for a second, third, or even hundredth time. But some of your website visitors will be visiting for the first time, especially after I help you crack the Facebook ads code and start sending new leads there each and every day. It is also safe to say that many online consumers do not want to call the company they find on the internet. But for the edge cases who do, shouldn't your phone number be be easy to find? The bottom line is that even the best-built websites do not capture every visitor who stops by. 
Just make sure it captures every serious buyer who visits and make sure the visitors who are the edge case don't visit often and are unfamiliar with you and your brand feel as welcome as the visitors who return often. If you're planning on building a new website, let the information found in those consumer insights and design principles be your guide. That doesn't just go for those of you who are trying to do it yourself. Believe me, I've been there. Platforms like WordPress and Squarespace make building beautiful websites and then adding extras a snap and inexpensive, but there's a real cost to trying to design and build websites yourself. Even when you download a theme that looks great, there will still be a lot of work to do to set it, it up properly. Years ago, I spent hours and hours obsessing and working on a website called Tech Savvy Agent that I started and ran with my good friend Steve Passanelli. We spent hours and many sleepless nights designing building and customizing it. It was terrible. Our idea of being creative was going completely against common sense and web standards, like using a black background with, with teal text. Thank God our content was great. And the web design bar was still so low that no one would have put up with our gaudiness. When we finally went with a professional web designer, things exploded. We reinvested what we got out of our first DUI project and hired developer designer, Ken Granger, to create a custom WordPress site for us for $5,000. We launched our first professionally designed site in May 2010. Up to that point, we had never achieved more than a 1,000 page views in one day. All of a sudden, we had navigation aids, bright contrasting colors, and so forth. The results were were instant and dramatic. The first day with our new site, We had three times as many page views as we had gotten any other single day. Better yet, because we continue to crank out great content, we're able to maintain that traffic day over day for quite a while. As soon as I saw that, as soon as I saw that 3000 page views in a day were possible, I immediately set my sights on a bigger goal. One house, page views in a month. I knew we had a real shot at it and I believe we can do it in the first 12 months with a new professionally designed site. Imagine my surprise when we achieved that goal in the first 30 days that we tried to. Once we surrounded our great content with great design, we were on track for over a million page views a year. The ugly duckling had officially become a swan. Don't underestimate the value of hiring a professional who does great design when building your website landing page. If you're updating your website out of the dark ages, do yourself a favor, hire a professional. Have them build you a website that doesn't just look good for this time of year, but be willing to pay to keep it updated for years to come. Design standards change fast. Give the list of design principles in this chapter to your designer or use them yourself if you insist on the do-it-yourself approach and make sure your new site adheres to them. The upside of doing so can be swift and drastic. How to quickly and inexpensively turn a website into a lead generating machine. Building a well-designed new website can be daunting, lengthy, and expensive task. The good news is there are some hacks for turning almost any website into a lead generating machine instantly. Remember, we do not want to start sending traffic to our website until we have a well-oiled mousetrap with fresh cheese set. There are some some proven tactics and website add-ons that will start to increase the overall percentage of your visits to leads captured, often called the conversion rate. Everyone seems to have their own personal preference for the amount of proactive calls to action on a site. 
As the ladies in their research pointed out, we do not want to overwhelm people. As a 49-year-old woman noted, the banners, when they are trying to sell you something or click down here for your free whatever, just get turned off. It's not that banners or pop-ups or house ads don't work and should not be part of your website. In fact, they are critical pieces, there are critical pieces of cracking the conversion code. But if you do have to annoy or trick a lead to capture their information, you have a much harder time converting them into the conversation by email or becoming customer over the phone. First impressions matter. Our goal is to be there for those who want to buy now or speak with someone in sales, but while also capturing the information and keeping track of those who will buy later. Here are some proven ways to capture leads on your website without being too annoying. Be sure to apply solid design principles to these elements when adding them to your site. An alert box, intercom, kiss metrics, engage, or hello bar offer this. Live chat, intercom, Zopium, Olark are all great choices. Full screen pop-up. This is well-timed using exit intent or visitor's behavior. Intercom, kiss metrics, engage, opt-in monster. Contact information in the header or footer. Be sure the phone number, email address, and physical address are clearly visible and clickable. A dedicated contact page uh, that you link to from your about page and testimonials page, and from the website navigation menu header footer. This page can have a form, but should also have any other way possible to contact you. An alternate call, text, live chat, or email to us instead option on every contact form. SumoMe is a great option if you want to plug and play most of these features into your existing website. All at once. I especially like the Sumo Me's welcome mat, list builder, and scroll box add-ons. Huh, I gotta check that out. Thankfully, Sumo Me, Kissometrics, and Intercom all make adding these features as simple as installing a line or two of code in your website. One of the best features of real-time live chat in the modern era is that few companies are taking advantage of it is contextual messages and triggers. If someone visits a specific page of your website or if they visit a certain number of pages or spend enough total time on your site, these tools can trigger a message that is uber-specific. As an example, if someone is on the testimonial page of your website, the live chat pop-up or alert batch um, can read, Thanks for reading our reviews, Chris. I always read reviews before I buy things, too. If you have any questions, let me know. Or if someone read several articles on your blog, a dynamic message could trigger and say, High five, you have read four awesome articles in a row. You may want to subscribe to our email newsletter for new blog posts. The possibilities are really endless. To keep it simple, just think about A, what triggers do you want to use, and B, what messages, links, paths do you want to display when those triggers are activated by a visitor. These behavior-based website messages, which can also be extended to email marketing messages covered on page 66, personalize the experience for the visitor and give them every opportunity to connect in a relevant semi-automated for you way without being too creepy or annoying. For a more traditional live chat, Olark and Zopium both make great tools that can easily be integrated into nearly any existing website in just a few minutes. 
Think of your website like a retail store. If you follow the conversion code, thousands of people are going to walk in each morning. By having someone available in case they are not just browsing, you truly provide an appreciated service to the serious buyer who wants more help but may not quite be ready to fill out a form or call you. The key to all these real-time messaging tools is to be available. You may not be able to be on 24-7, but remember, just like it is critical to call an internet lead immediately, the same is true for live chat. The nice thing is that once you have installed this with your site, you'll get a push alert each time someone engages with the automated customized chat tool. Make sure that on each and every chat, your purpose is to be helpful, but also get their information, name, email, and phone number. They will want to use the chat to get a quick response. You want to use the chat to book an appointment to get them on the phone as quickly as possible. Here's an example of an actual live chat that led to um, a conversion. Be sure to pay close attention to how our team doesn't benefit dump about what we do when we have a hot live lead chat, live chat instead. They focus on booking them for an appointment with sales and getting their phone number. Figure 1.1. Figure 1.2 shows another example of just how hot live chat leads can be. I have found that live chat leads are some of the best leads. If you have not been getting them until now, enjoy. If you have had live chat installed but we're not using it the right way, you will find that using these best practices will consistently get you quality appointments for your sales team. You want to lead, you want to lead on your calendar, not on your website. Live chat makes the transition from marketing to sales. And let's read this conversation here. So it starts at the top. I'd like to set up a time this afternoon to discuss curator pricing, etc. Hey, Jessica, sure. What time are you available and what is the best number to reach you? How about 1 p.m. Central? Sure, we will give you a call then. Hi, I would like to schedule a demo. I was interested in past and I'm looking and... And I'm now, good Lord, they cannot fucking spell. I guess it's a little too realistic, right? Hi, I would like to schedule a demo. I was interested in past and am now looking for my broker. Hey, Nick, great. I see you spoke to Neil a little while back. What is the best time and day for you for a demo? Does tomorrow work? Today around 1 p.m. would be great or tomorrow uh, 12 p.m. works too, Pacific times. Landing pages are the new black. In 2013, the IT department at Microsoft invented landing pages in response to poor online sales in their flagship business product office. The reason landing pages are so effective for online lead generation is simple. They only have one purpose. Compare that to your website or blog, which may have dozens of navigation options or categories to choose from. And you can see why professional marketers use landing pages when money is on the line and ROI is a must. Man, I guess apparently I need to get my get my landing pages up again, man. Here is how Wikipedia describes or defines a landing page and why we should all thank Microsoft IT guys for inventing them. A landing page, sometimes known as a lead capture page, is a single web page that appears in response to clicking on a search engine optimized search result or an online advertisement. The landing page will usually display directed sales copy that is a logical extension of an advertisement, search result, or link. Landing pages are often linked to from social media, 
email campaigns or search engine marketing campaigns in order to enhance the effectiveness of advertisements. The general goal of a landing page is to convert site visitors into sales or leads. If the goal is to obtain a lead, the landing page will include some method for the visitor to get into contact, usually a phone number or an inquiry form. Here is a part of that blurb the conversion code laser focuses on and what can get you leads and appointments today. Landing pages are often linked to from social media and email campaigns. Unlike website traffic that Google can bring you through SEO or SEM, where the preview of the ad or link is very text-based, social media and email marketing allow you to be very visual and descriptive about what you sell before the user clicks, which can drastically increase the conversion rate of the landing page you send them to. I will go much deeper on Facebook ad and email marketing landing page strategies on page 48 and 18. But before you start sending people to your landing pages, just like we did with your website's design and user experience, we need to clean up the landing pages you may already have. More likely, you need to start over and build new, optimized landing pages that capture the name, phone numbers, and email addresses of leads day in and day out. Here's how. There are many proven best practices regarding landing page design that I will cover ahead. Keep in mind that even if you have no design or technical skills whatsoever, there are some very cool companies like Lead Pages, Instapage, or Unbounce that let you build inexpensive or free landing pages in just a few easy clicks. Be sure to search their existing themes by keyword like real estate to find pre-built industry-centric designs. Apparently, we got to go check out Lead Pages and whatnot. Even SumoMe, which I mentioned earlier, is a suite of great website plugins built something called Welcome Mat, which is basically a landing page that sits on top of a blog post or the page of your website someone is on, pushing the content below the fold. This technology turns virtually every page of a website into a landing page instantly. Bottom line, all the bells and whistles in the world on a website won't convert better than a single, singular, focused, well-designed landing page will. It's good information to have, man. Microwave marketing mentality. People used to sit through two-minute commercials and, believe it or not, couldn't fast-forward through them. They listened to the radio, and if an ad came on, they could only change the station to another one with more ads. Today, thanks to our phones, watches, social media addiction, our attention is everywhere which means it's now nowhere for very long. In fact, recent study says that you have eight seconds to capture someone's attention before they move on to the next thing. That's four less seconds than in 2,000 years and one less second than a goldfish attention span. Because our brains process visuals 60,000 times faster than they do text, a critical component of cracking the conversion code is to understand that design, not words, builds trust online. I like that humans are so easily cracked, right? It's literally just like a shiny object. I'll do it. Back to the book. Words matter, sure. In fact, copywriting should be an obsession for every business that wants to be successful using the internet. Writing great web copy for Facebook ads, lead follow-up emails, tweets, and so forth is a new skill set most are missing. But if you want an online consumer to actually read what you write, you actually need an image-is-everything mindset. For the takeaway-laden silver pop report I reference and how to crack the conversion code 
which addresses this attention span dilemma, I learned that members of Silver Pop's strategic research team first registered to receive emails from 150 companies throughout North America and United Kingdom, 40 business-to-business companies, and 110 business-to-consumer. The team evaluated the quality and performance of the landing pages reached after users clicked on the main call to action in emails. This technique of getting existing leads to re-opt in and thus prove they are still very engaged through a new landing page sent by mass email is one every company should be using. In the study, they evaluated for things like readable URLs, repetition in email and landing page copy, primary conversion goals, consistently consistency and quality of design, placement of primary call to action, include inclusion of navigation bars, use of forms, uh, length of copy, use of subheadings, type and number of links, opt-in requests, and more. Here are the six key findings from the report. Successful landing pages grab attention quickly by matching the promotion copy and the email's call to action that yielded the click. Yet 45% of the landing pages evaluated failed to repeat the email's promotional copy in the headline. Catapult, catapulting a, a clicker, catapulting a clicker to a website's homepage generally fails to deliver on the promise inherent in the email's call to action. Yet 17% of email campaigns dumped recipients here. That's interesting. Yeah, it's not, so don't send them to the homepage. Recipients can be taken aback when they click on a link and end up on a landing page without the same look and feel as the email that captured their attention. But Three out of 10 marketers risk confusing customers and prospects by sending them to landing pages, not matching their email. Number four, asking too many questions can lead prospective customers to become wary and frustrated enough that they abandon the process. Nevertheless, 45% of landing pages that included forms required more than 10 fields to be completed. While the presence of a navigation bar on a landing page can be a distraction that pulls visitors away from the primary conversion goal, nearly seven out of 10 landing pages included them. That's interesting. Um, professional writers know it's a lot harder to write short copy than long. Apparently, some marketers are taking the easy way out since 25% of the landing pages reviewed by Silver Stop required scrolling through more than two screens of text. Another great resource for landing page optimization advice came from the Kissometrics blog and their post entitled Anatomy of a Perfect Landing Page. And while they do start the post by admitting, although there is no exact formula to making a perfect landing page, the way they visualized and numbered the elements of a perfect page were spot on. Here are the nine key elements Kissometrics identified that make a perfect landing page with my take on each headline. Make it clear, concise, and coupled. The headline of your landing page needs to be an extension of the ad, email, or link that brought them to it. If what brought them to the page was an offer to get your home's value or a free ebook about Facebook ads, you would basically want to repeat that as closely as you can with your headline. Remember, you have eight seconds, four seconds less than you had a decade ago, tops to keep their attention. Don't get too cute with the copy of the headline or else the rest of the list won't matter. Number two, subheadline. With the subheadline, we simply want to continue them down the path the headline started on. If 
Get Your Home's Value, our free ebook about Facebook ads, where the headline, a good sub headline would be, Home Value Report will be 100% accurate as of today's date, or 27 Facebook ads you can run today for more leads. Number three, description. Make sure you triple track all grammar, punctuation, and spelling. Grammarly can help you with this if you know, if you know you screw it up often. This holds true of all copy. I know um, all copy I cover in this book, landing page descriptions, Facebook ads, blog posts, emails, text messages should all be looked at with a, with a microscope before being published and promoted. If you want someone to buy from you or at least pick up the phone when you call, words matter. All of them. Just like when you sell over the phone, you do not have the luxury of visual cues online. You might have only words, so use a scalpel with your copy, not an axe. Number four, testimonial. The goal here is to establish trust quickly. Using positive reviews and a nice visual icon near the written testimonial from well-known and trusted websites like Yelp, Facebook, or LinkedIn can really have an impact. This is not a new practice, but many companies still touting their Better Business Bureau uh, credentials over the consumer-facing reviews. But even those old-school verified by or trusted by visual cues increases conversions. When eyeglass company AC Lens started using VeriSign, it saw a 41% increase in conversions. Always remember, trust is why we have always bought and why we will always buy things. Building digital trust is still building trust. Number five, call to action. When the visitor is ready, your call to action must be obvious, easy to find, the right color, and contain the right copy. Avoid words like register or subscribe, and instead try things like view now, download, unlock, or instant access. Interesting. Mozilla, the maker of the popular Firefox browser, increased their conversion by 3.6% by simply changing the button copy from Try Firefox 3 to Download Now Free. The landing page tools I mentioned earlier, like Lead Pages and Unbounce, also make A-B testing landing pages, buttons, colors, and copy very easy to do. Don't be afraid to try, test, and change your calls to action often, but once you find the ones that work best, run with them. Number six, clickable buttons. The conversion button should stand out and be near slash below the call to action, either accompanying the message or reiterating it word for word. Kissimetrics advises the button should be big, bright, and above where a user would have to scroll to it. Orange or yellow buttons for call to action help catch a viewer's eye. Again, there are no universal rules, meaning green buttons or red buttons can also work, but this is a great foundation to follow. Man. Number seven, remove links. Landing pages have one purpose, so there really shouldn't be many, if any, links to other links. This will take the visitors away, defeating the purpose of getting them there to capture their information in the first place. Sometimes you have to link back to your main website or even the terms of service, privacy poly page, in line with guide um, with ad guidelines, but be extremely cautious about having links on your landing page. Remember, this isn't your website. You do not need normal navigation options. You need leads. Number eight, image or video. I'm a fan of a hero shot versus a collage of pictures. Also, there's no need for 
more text on top of the image or video. This can clutter the design. Try thinking of your image or videos for your landing pages in this context, best described by my friend Matthew Shadbolt from the New York Times. If someone were scrolling through their Facebook newsfeed and saw your image, would it have stopping power? I'll further discuss the importance of images in Facebook ads, pages 51 and blog posts, page 23, but they're just as important as an element in your landing pages and website. If you need great stock photos that aren't Super cheesy. Try visiting the royalty-free for business use sections of StockUp, Pixels, and Shutterstock. Number nine, stay above the fold. Considering that many of the people visiting your landing pages will be on mobile devices, you have only eight seconds to keep their attention regardless of what device they're on. You really need to maximize what appears above the fold on your landing page. Above the fold just means that what they can see and interact with without scrolling down. There's a time and place for long-form landing pages that have a ton of sales copy, even multiple landing pages. But for the most part, um, above-the-fold mindset is one to have. One of my favorite parts of lead pages is that you can actually sort all of their landing pages by conversion rate. You're able to practically apply lessons that others learned without having to build an ineffective landing page yourself first. Take one of their highest performing templates from your industry and quickly edit it to make it your own. This does not ensure that you will have success, but training wheels and big data can be truly helpful here. You will find that many of their top of their top performers follow most, if not all of these nine key elements. If you want to spend a few hours learning more about how small changes in website design, landing pages, calls to action, buttons, images, and copywriting can impact lead conversion rates, I highly recommend you check out whichtest1.com. They have hundreds of A, B tests you can learn from. You even get to, as the name implies, guess which variant won. You'll be surprised how often which test you think won actually lost. Getting the most out of your website and landing pages by retargeting the visitors who do not convert. Even the best websites and landing pages with all the well-placed widgets in the world will not convert every visitor into a lead. Thankfully, you can retarget those who visit and do not convert. While I interviewed ad stage CEO Sahil Jane, he called it tagging the shark. You can't get every shark on your hook into a boat you to observe, but you can at least tag most of them to observe over time. Retargeting online is very similar. Every visitor who does not become a lead can begin to immediately see your ads on Facebook, across the web, and in mobile apps. They can This can really turn your website into a relationship in a world where most websites have a one-night stand with their visitors. If they don't close them on the first try, they never call back. Huge mistake. I know. I've heard about the retargeting for a while. We've actually talked about it on this podcast. I think we're in referencing um, specifically Facebook. Back to the book. In later chapters, we will discuss the plethora of strategies and tactics that will get free and paid traffic to your site. Many of the tips you already learned can get you a very high conversion rate, but it will almost never be higher than the rate of visitors who do not convert. Many of the landing pages you build will you, and use will capture less than 90% of the people who visit them. A marketing Sherpa reader study revealed landing page conversion averages between 5 and 11%, 
when linking a landing page for a free or paid offer via email. The conversion rate from Facebook and Google ads can be even lower. This is why following those who do not convert with more chances is a must. They showed intent by visiting your store. They just didn't complete a form or contact you. Retargeting allows you to move your ads in front of them in real time as they continue to shop online. If you have ever been on Amazon looking at a product only to see it in your ad on Facebook newsfeed shortly thereafter, you have experienced retargeting. I'm going to go ahead and highlight. You can also use a more advanced pro tool like DriftRock so you, your entire database and email list is also being retargeted in nearly, nearly real time. Imagine a real estate agent getting a lead from Zillow that automatically went to their CRM and then that lead seeing an ad for the real estate agent or a comparable home the next time they log into Facebook or visited CNN.com. Retargeting works by tracking cookies, pixels, phone numbers, or emails. We currently use the native Facebook tracking pixel for news feed, web, mobile retargeting ads, and we've also used ad roll for retargeting across the web. In section two, I go deeper on using retargeting as a lead follow-up and appointment setting tool. Now, you know why I advise that you purposely start the conversion code by cleaning up your online home. Website and landing pages before you invite over company, traffic, and leads. With a website design that converts, landing pages that capture, and retargeting firing on all cylinders, I will now teach you how to write a perfect blog post that is optimized for search engines, um, social media, and lead generation. Chapter 2. Writing the perfect blog post. Before I dive into the X's and O's of optimizing your content for distribution in Chapter 3, I want to start with the importance of optim optimizing the structure of the content. When you are creating content online, formatting is critical. In chapter one, I covered how to format your websites and landing pages for maximum lead generation. Now we need to po populate your site with content. The easiest way to do this is using a blog. Let me be clear before I get into blogging tips. I am a fan of business, not blogging, but I can tell you from my personal journey and experiences that statistics like Marketers who have prioritized blogging are 13 times more likely to enjoy passive ROI, and 79% of companies that have a blog report a positive ROI for inbound marketing holds true. The more content I have created, the more cash I have collected, period. And even across our customer base at Curator, the ROI and happiness of our clients who pay us tens of thousands of dollars for our help often comes down to their willingness and capacity to execute our blogging strategy. If you know 100%, if you 100% know you will not blog, consider doing what we coach our curator clients do, to do. Hire someone else to do it. We hired a professional jur journalist, Paul Heggie, at Curator, and the ROI has been tremendous. Often, bloggers, journalists, and writers are greatly undervalued and underpaid, so we overvalue them and overpay them. The results speak for themselves. If you don't know anyone locally, try using Upwork or Freelancer to find help with quality content creation. Even if you don't have a large budget, these websites thrive by offering you the ability to hire people on a one-on-one, -on -one, not full-time basis. Whether you take the lead on blogging or you decide to outsource it, you want to get the most out of each and every post you publish. So let's take a look at what the perfect blog post looks like. Buffer, a social media scheduling tool used by millions, recently identified 
several essential elements of the post in the article called The Anatomy of the Perfect Blog Post. Here are the ones that I felt mattered the most from Buffer's great list. Headline. These are the words that count the most. Buffer and Copyblogger, two great sources that I highly recommend, identified that approximately 8 out of 10 people will read the headline, but only 2 out of 10 will read the rest. Your ability to convert them into diving deeper will be directly proportionate to your ability to write great headlines. I think we all use practice that, right? I often spend longer on a headline than I do on the post. I am constantly thinking of headlines and adding them into a draft mode on my blog to work more on later. When I get stuck on a headline, I read the entire article and edit it, and usually by the end of that process, I know the headline that makes the most sense. Buffer also gave some great headline strategies that are backed by psychology. Read these examples and tell me if you recognize any of these styles from some of the busiest sites going today. Surprise. This is not the perfect blog post, but it could have been. Questions. Do you know how to, cre- do you know how to create the perfect blog post? Curiosity gap. 10 ingredients in a perfect blog post. Number nine is impossible. Negatives. Never write a boring blog post again. How to. How to create a perfect blog post. Numbers. 10 tips to creating the perfect blog post. Audience referencing for people on the verge of writing the perfect blog post. Specificity, the six-part process of to getting twice the traffic to your blog post. Storytelling hook. Once the headline is nailed, storytelling is a must. In fact, when Alex Turnbull and Groove HQ team-tested introductions for their posts, they found that storytelling led to a 296% more full-page readers and a 521% increase in average time on page than a post without storytelling. What do they mean by storytelling? Instead of starting a post with, here are the best iPad apps for real estate agents, A storytelling version would start with a little more like, after a busy week of working with clients on her clunky PC, a real estate agent, Susie Smith, went to the Apple store last weekend. She had noticed that more and more of her customers were using iPads to look at homes for sales, and she didn't want to fall behind them. Her current laptop was on the verge of laughable. Susie called me when she got back into her office because she wanted to make sure she loaded up her new toy with the best iPad apps for real estate agents. Here are the apps I recommended that Susie download right away. I thought you might like the list as well. The hook, right? Fewer characters per line at first. When an online visitor clicks through to read your blog post, a huge block of text as a first impression can be overwhelming. Try spacing out the introduction. Using the foregoing example, here's how I would have formulated or formatted it to ease the reader into in with few characters per line at first. After a busy week of working with clients on our clunky PC, real estate agent Susie went to the Apple store last weekend. And that's one sentence. And then there's, she had a hard return and now we're on the next line. She had noticed that more and more of her customers were using iPads to look at homes for sales and she didn't want to fall behind them. Hard return. Next line. Indent. Her current laptop was on the verge of laughable. Susie called me when she got back into her office because she wanted to make sure she loaded up her new toy with the best iPad apps for real estate agents. Hard return, end it. Here are the new apps I recommend that Susie download right away. 
I thought you might like the list as well. Hard return indent. Compare with text all in one bulky block. It's a big difference. You can now see how well spaced the spaced out version does not feel so overwhelming. I would also extend this fewer characters at the first formatting ideology to your email marketing messages. Humans are fucking lazy, man. That's really what it comes down to. Featured image. Having at least one awesome image in your blog post is a must. Consider this recent data about the impact of images on press releases from the PRWEB blog. I don't know what that is. Pre-web blog. Releases with no images had an average time on page of 2 minutes and 18 seconds. However, releases that contain images had an average time on page 2 minutes 47 seconds. That's a 21% increase in time spent on page by adding a photo. No brainer. Adding an image um, to each individual piece of content clearly helps, but let's also see what happens when you expand this image first approach to your entire website. Build Zoom, a marketplace for locating contractors, saw even better results when they added an image to every page on their website. They also shared their results in the foregoing article, finding the overall time on site suddenly increased about 150% from an average of one minute to two and a half minutes per visitor. These are huge jumps in time on page and time on site, giving you a greater chance to engage or capture a lead achieved by simply adding great pictures to your content. Pro tip, there are plenty of free-to-use stock photos out there where you can find great images for your blog post. A curator, we use stock up and Pexels. The 1,500-plus word sweet spot. SERP, IQ, and Medium both release some fascinating and helpful data regarding how long a blog post should be. What they discovered was that longer-form content does better in search engines and social media. The average piece of content that reaches one page of Google has more than 2,000 words. You can also see how the ranking of 1 to 10 was also directly uh, proportionate to the length of content. And there's a little chart here with an XY axis and on one side search ranking and on the other side word count. And the higher the word count, the higher the search ranking. This is average length of top performing content. So write longer articles with social media sharing. One might think a blog post should be short and sweet in order to get shares wrong. Look how the word count increasing actually correlates with increased shares on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Medium, a popular blogging platform started by the co-founder of Twitter, Ev Williams, also found the sweet spot with their readers to be about seven minutes, which equates to approximately 1,600 words. So he's talking about 1,600 to 2,000 words. Sound bites for social sharing. Once you finish your post, what are the one or two quips or sound bites from the post that would be most socially shareable? Be sure to make them stand out in the post itself. Often bloggers wait until the end of the article to position their social share calls to action. By highlighting the best parts of your post higher up, you will see an instant increase in virality. Click to tweet.com or coschedule.com if you're using WordPress makes adding these sound bites and social calls to action simple. Now you're creating content that is ready to be optimized for lead generation, social media, and social 
and search engines. Bonus, need some inspiration for blog posts? Now that you understand how to create the perfect blog post and once you see how doing it right can really have an impact, you'll probably want to start blogging more. The next time you tell yourself that you do not have time to blog, just remember that you're really not taking time for is lead generation and conversion. In the perfect world, you could simply build a website and some landing pages and never have to update them. But in the real world, the websites that get the most traffic and leads are the ones that emphasize blogging. Plus, by always having new content on your blog, you will always have new ammo for your Facebook ads and email marketing campaigns. Writing online and offline are not so different. You will still get writer's block and fatigue. So with that in mind, here are a curated list of handy ideas for blog posts that can be applied to any industry. You can see the full list at of 50 at Optin Monster. What are some of the common questions that people ask when they email you? What is your favorite piece of industry news that you've come across recently? Is there something that has frustrated you recently? Talk about it. Create a list of the top 10 things you wish you knew when you started. Give speech notes from a recent presentation you give. Have you figured out a way to save a few hours a week? What would you recommend your customers do in the first few weeks? Is there an industry leader or enhancer influencer you can interview? Have you used any new tools or applications recently that have helped improve your workflow? Have you created an ultimate resource post? What are the particularly passionate what are you particularly passionate about within your industry? What type of things do you review to determine quality in your industry? How have you changed how you worked over the years? What is the creative use of your product? Make a myth versus fact post. Now that your website and landing pages are optimized, your blog posts are perfected, let's make sure you are optimizing your content for lead generation, social media, and search engines. Chapter three, optimizing your content for lead generation, social media, and search engines. As you've learned in chapter one, design matters a lot when generating online leads. In chapter two, you learned how to construct the perfect blog post. Now you have a website, you have landing pages, and you have some great content. Optimizing that content for lead generation, social media, and search engines is also important to cracking the conversion code as well as oft overlooked step by even the savviest and most experienced digital marketers. Remember, we want the guests at our dinner party to have the best experience possible, not just enjoy themselves. There are very specific, specific things you can do to make your blog posts and social media content go as viral, viral as possible. When I use the term viral, I'm not referring to a grumpy cat or Charlie bit my finger YouTube video. Viral optimization is the art of architecting your content so it goes as far as it possibly can and generates as many leads as possible. Optimizing your content for lead generation. Let's focus on the most important piece first. Because even if you get found in Google, install all the right lead capture plugins and perfectly craft your content for social sharing, it still does not ensure that you will capture as many leads as possible. It is necessary to first optimize your content for lead generation by adding lead magnets. What is a lead magnet? Basically, it is something so valuable that someone would give up their name, phone number, and email address to access it. That's excellent.
So that's like the bait, right? The hook. So like maybe I have a six part wholesaling series I give away for free. And then once you give me your email, I then email you my blog every week. I think that's what he's talking about. You do not want people, you do not want to make people register to access your website in general, but you do want to force them to register to access certain parts of it or extras. Most of your lead magnets will live on a landing page featuring an opt-in form that required that's required for instant access to X. You want to be sure that when someone completes the request, they get what they asked for immediately and you get their information immediately. If you have been wondering how you can turn a blog into a business driver, lead magnets are part of the answer. With an assist from Digital Marketer, here are my nine examples of lead magnets and my thoughts on each that can be applied to any landing page or business model. Number one, a guide, report, or ebook. When you build a guide, report, or ebook, there is much more perceived value than there is in a blog post. Taking the time to build the ultimate guide to Facebook ads or a free ebook about social media lead generation can really increase your convert your conversions and grow your email list compared to blog posts of similar style. The ebook doesn't need to be on Amazon or iBook. You can simply web host it as a PDF and deliver it that way by email, text, or URL. Redirect after they register. Number two, cheat sheet handout checklist. There's so much content online that downloading a simple cheat sheet can actually be an attractive angle. You can find success by offering something like a social media ideal image size cheat sheets or an A to Z Facebook ads checklist in capturing leads today. What are the cheat sheets consumers you target would find value in? Our real estate clients have found a complete list of open houses happening this weekend Captures thousands of new emails for them. Interesting. Number three, toolkit, resource list. If you were buying a home, you would probably end up using multiple sites like Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, Homes.com. But there are hundreds of other great sites that consumers are not aware of. Thus, 37 amazing websites you can use to find your next home would be an example of a great resource to offer. Number four, video slash webinar training. For me, video has been king for conversions. Video has given our leads the chance to really get to know me, what we sell, our company culture, even before our sales team ever calls them. Not everyone is great on video, but there's much more perceived value in video or webinar than there is in written content. Video has become so important that I recommend finding ways to implement it, even if you're not great on camera. Try using screen recordings with ScreenFlow or Camtasia. You can even make or edit your own videos using simple mobile apps like Animoto, Replay Video, Editor, or iMovie. As an example, a post titled Instantly Watch Facebook Ads Master Course or RSVP Facebook Ads Webinar will help you not only capture more leads, but also tap the new kind of lead that prefers video to text. Number five. Software, free trial. When I work for Dotloop, we use the common freemium model as a lead magnet. You can use our basic but awesome software for free in exchange for your information. Then our sales team can call to upsell you on the additional features the free version does not include. You can also give away the full version of what you do, but limit 
the amount of time people can access the free trial. Evernote and Dropbox are popular companies that use a free trial as a method magnet. It must work. I have paid versions of both. Number six, discount. Want to save money? Create an account now and get a 20% discount. You've probably seen this one a lot. That is because it works. People love deals. Another technique you'll sometimes see on e-commerce sites is that you can see the price in the cart. As blindingly obvious a lead magnet and call to action as a sale or promo code is, I'm amazed at how many companies don't throw this fastball down the middle often enough. Number seven, quiz survey. Make sure you have seen something in your news feed like Are You an 80s Baby or Find Out What Celebrity You Would Marry. This quizification of content is smart and appealing because there's an immediate payoff. You get to see what you scored and share it with your friends. You can actually use a site like tryinteract.com or playbuzz.com, which makes it very easy to build your own customer quizzes. Eight, assessment slash test. What I love about tests is that you can reach an audience that will not contact you, but might at least be willing to see if they should take this test to see if we can help you out versus we don't know you, but we can help you. Big difference. At Curator, we spent time developing a nine-step self-audit for prospective clients to fill out, evaluate their own work, and give us an idea whether we'd be a good match. People are fascinated with being able to compare their scores to their peers. Um, Tony Robbins uses DISC profile to assess prospective hires and also gives them an outline. He has likely gotten hundreds of thousands of email subscribers by doing this. Number nine, additional sales information. If the price of what you sell is not on your website, it can become one of the most powerful reasons to learn more or get pricing. Create some mystery and require they provide their information before seeing pricing or availability. This can work especially well if you offer them a video walkthrough with pricing at the end. We have generated thousands of leads and sales by offering an eight-minute demo video as a lead magnet. Do not overthink what your lead magnet should or could be. In real estate, the best lead magnets are listings and home value reports. These are the same things that have always been lead magnets for real estate. That's just the pre-internet. It's just that with pre-internet, they were just dangled as a carrot and print. If you sell loans, the best lead magnet might be accessing today's interest rates or calculating your new lower payment. In the past, leads had to call in to get this information. Moving forward, they may download an app or complete a form online to get it. Either way, a conversion has occurred. Once you have these lead magnets established for your business, there are two last steps to making sure they get used as often as as possible. First, you have to bake your lead magnets into your website's design. Your menu, header, footer, and pop-up messages can all include links to these lead magnet slash landing pages. Second, you should actually make sure that all of your blog posts have lead magnets inside of them. I actually find that simply adding one or two lead magnets, don't go overboard, into the text of what I write is a great strategy and gets leads coming in constantly. As an example, if I published a blog titled, a post titled three quick Facebook tips you can use today. I would include a lead magnet. Like you can also download our entire Facebook marketing cheat sheet to close out the blog post. You want every article that you publish and promote to have these trapdoors links in the text. 
This is why having a dozen or more lead magnets is important. That way you can include a relevant one every single time you publish new content. Once you establish your lead magnets, be sure that you continue to add new ones and don't skimp on how many different landing pages and offers you have. Here's why. Per HubSpot's benchmark data from over 7,000 businesses, business websites with 10 to 15 landing pages increase conversions by 55% over business websites with less than 10 landing pages. That's amazing. You would not think you would need that many. And those with more than 40 landing pages increase conversions by over 500%. Holy shit. More angles, more offers, more ideas, and more lead magnets on landing pages means more leads and conversions. Optimizing your content for social media. Optimizing your content for social media is another important part of the code. While lead generation optimization is about ensuring your content is about ensuring your content works on people and search engine optimization placates the algorithms that rank pages. Social media optimization is a hybrid of both. You've got to appeal to the human mind as well as the machines that determine how visible you po your posts were. Thankfully, there's some crossover in what these two distinct groups like. Let's start with the importance of visuals when optimizing content for social media. Software Advice teamed up with Adobe to conduct the first ever social media content optimization survey. They wanted to do better. They wanted to better understand what tactics marketers use to optimize social media content. The key findings from the survey revealed the top tactics used when optimizing social media content. Here they are with my take on why each is so important. Using pages and photos is the most important tactic for optimizing content for social media. This is a no brainer and something you should consider with every post with every social network post. In fact, you need an image is everything mindset with social media content. Don't read our feeds. We skim them. We don't read our feeds. We skim them. It's much easier to grab someone's attention in a crowded newsfeed or Twitter stream with images that is with plain text. As an example, if you are sharing a link to a blog post on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, be sure an amazing picture pulls them into the newsfeed. No matter what you share or where you share it, make it look great. If you don't, it won't matter how much time you spent writing it because no one will be reading it. When we go over Facebook ads on page 48, you will hear this advice again. This is why I use um, pictures with my... Uh, I knew this part. Um, use pictures with uh, my podcast, right? When I share them, put the picture up. Using hashtags and specific usernames when sharing. Using popular hashtags and tagging power social media users are the next best ways to optimize content for search. You can use hashtracking.com to find popular hashtags. And then use them. When you post to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, this gets your content beyond the feeds and or just your followers. It is also helpful to use tags and mention strategically. If you share something you think someone else would like and may also share, tag them on Facebook or add a CC with their Twitter handle at the end of your tweet. Targeting specific groups or users. There are a ton of Facebook groups, blogs, and Twitter accounts that are large, active, and built around a singular topic like being a mom. 
Try to find and identify the admins of these groups and accounts and then create content that would be impossible for them not to share with their community. You can use the search bar at the top of the Facebook and search group groups about X or groups or so groups so and so is in as ways to discover popular groups or use clout.com forward slash explorer to find the most influential people online topic or keyword. Sharing is caring and it works. Of course, much of the goal of all these optimization tips is more clicks, but we also want more share so that our messages are then brought by our inner circle to their inner circles. You definitely want to have social share buttons on all your blog posts. Sorry, I'm highlighting this part. Bright Edge Technology studied the top 10,000 websites for its social share analysis, tracking social adoption and trends. When it came to Twitter, they analyzed 4 million tweets and found that on average, a website without a Twitter share button was mentioned four times, while a site with a tweet button was mentioned 27 times, including a Twitter plugin button increased mentions on Twitter almost sevenfold. There are very few things you can do in marketing that gets a 7x increase in performance. Add this and share this are great services that allow you to add social sharing to your site in seconds. They also allow you to customize the look and feel to match your site's design and are mobile optimized. That's a big thing. I think mobile is the future, right? Obviously. Uh, the social networks themselves also provide native buttons uh, for like, share, tweet, follow, subscribe, and so forth. Make sure you include the social options that are best for your audience. I'm a fan of including only the critical social sharing icons over having every possible sharing option. You can pick up thousands of additional visitors, page views, and leads using these tools. Add this and share this. Both provide detailed analytics. So you can see how the shares are impacting your site and the size of your social following. Not only can following these best practices help you capture more leads, they can also help you convert more of the relationships and leads you already have. The survey finding shows that optimizing social media content is more effective for nurturing relationships. This may refer to relationships with existing customers or to those leads in the middle stage of the sales funnel while email marketing covered on page 95 is the more traditional method for lead nurturing personalized social media content can also be used to achieve the same outcome optimizing your content for google you want to create content in a way that google sees it and then positions it as highly as possible honestly just following the perfect blog post directions from the last chapter is half the seo battle but with Facebook marketing page 37 and email marketing tips, you will learn later in the code. The nice thing for salespeople and marketers is you do not need Google or SEO to be successful online anymore. With each of the ventures I have been part of where the sales teams had an endless supply of good leads to call, like where you have, like you will have by the end of this section, SEO was never a primary acquisition channel. Why? SEO is passive lead generation. It is a demand fulfillment and it is way more competitive and expensive than Facebook right now. Sure, there's a huge upside to getting found at the zero moment of truth in Google, but it is still a passive play because it is predicted on the user actively searching. 
Demand generation, direct response, marketing, and social media advertising are the future of lead generation, not SEO. Now, I'm not denying that SEO can be huge for a business, but it can also feel like a daunting, almost impossible mission for non-technical folks. As an example, even if the local real estate agent nailed SEO and did everything right, making every change Google made um, from Penguin to Panda, they would still have a hard time outranking Zillow or Trulia for highly searched valuable keywords. When I started my first blog, I never once thought about search engines. I only wrote things that I knew my audience would love. Inevitably, much of what I wrote had strategic keywords in it. As an example, if I publish a blog post entitled Best iPad Apps for Real Estate Agents, and then I promoted the article on my Facebook page and to my email list, I quickly found myself ranking with Google searches with the same keywords. Imagine that. That's interesting. So like one, one bleeds over to the other. When it comes to optimizing your content for search, don't overthink it. I provide a great checklist ahead you can use as a framework, but... Break it down to the very basics. The secret sauce is simply to crank out great content. Call it whatever it is, optimize it, promote it through email or social, then maybe make some final tweaks and move on. When I say call it what it is, I am referring to not getting too cute if you want to rank highly in the search engine results pages or the abbreviation, the SERPs. In my prior example of the article about the iPad apps, I could have called it, you will love to touch these hot new iPad apps. This could have resulted in some additional social sharing due to a clever title, but the long-term indexing of that post would not bring me relevant visitors through Google for years to come, like best iPad apps for real estate agents did. Quick Sprout recently published the Ultimate SEO Checklist, 25 questions to ask yourself before your next post. While the entire list is worth reading, here are the ones they listed that I would concur are the most do are a must do based on effectiveness, but also based on ease of implementation. I've included how I personally do each one research. I use Google trends, the Google keyword planner and SEM rush to quickly identify what words I should use as my primary keywords. I do this immediately after I have the idea for the article. So if I were to consider writing an article about iPad application, Applications, these tools help me quickly decide if I should use the the word applications or apps, if I should use the word iPad or if I should use the word tablet and so forth. Cross-linking. I try to link every article I have written to another article I have written that was in the same genre category. On-site links are important for Google to see that you are the authority on the topic, not just someone who wrote about it once. Try putting the links to related articles in the text of your blog posts and more specifically put the links to the other posts and the keywords you want to rank for. Headline. Google will usually display the first 55 characters in a headline. The headline is the H1 tag and also typical of the URL structure and thus has the most weight for SEO when you publish a post. First 100 words. You just learned in the last chapter that storytelling can really increase your time on site. Be sure to also use keywords in your story when you can. The first 100 words are or so are what Google will also display in the SERPs below the title of the page or post. Subheadline. This is where you want to take advantage of the H2 and H3 tags. Per buffer, 
These tags are signifying a content's important to the reader and to search engines. We use H1 headings for our headlines and H2 and H3 headings for the sublines, subheads inside each story, even going an extra step to bold the subheads to make them really stand out. What I love about H2 tags is they're good for a reader and the search engine, which is pretty rare. For the article with the headline, Best iPad Apps for Real Estate Agents, the subheadline H2 tag could have been great mobile applications real estate agents can download today. Now, instead of Google picking up only words like best, iPad, and apps, they can also easily pick up great mobile and applications and download. Think about synonyms when you do this. Simply repeating the headline is not the best way to go for the reader or the search engines for your subheadline. Outbound links or to related blogs. I also try to include at least one link to another website that isn't mine in each post I write. This gives Google a better idea of who you are, what other sites are related to yours, and what additional keywords it should be considering you for. Don't worry about sending people away from your site when it happens. The more you send people away to additional great resources, the more they will come back. Plus, Google likes links to places other than only your pages and posts. So you have a website landing pages built for lead capture. You've drafted a few perfect blog posts. Your content is optimized for lead generation, social media, and search engines. You can now start sending people to your online assets with confidence, knowing that many will be converted. And I think that's where we're going to end it today. Now, normally, I would go back and we would do a review I'm debating whether or not to do this because this is so technical and I'm just not that technical. I'm not sure how useful that is going to be to the reader, but I hate to change or the listener. I should say you're reading along with me too, right? You're not just um, following along. So I'm going to do a selected reading, right? So I'm going to do a selected reading. If it's too long, it's not going to make it if it's too technical, and it will be at the end, basically the cheat sheets, right? All right, so from the introduction. Due to the recent digital revolution, I will even go as far as to proclaim that every lead is now an internet lead. We are all online every day, all day. And not all, but 97%, right? I think I used that before. 97% of home searches begin online. Um. Now our attention is everywhere, which means it's nowhere for long. In fact, a recent study by Silverpop says you have eight seconds to capture someone's attention online before they move on to the next thing. The number's getting smaller and smaller every day, right? And there's a little chart, how humans communicate. 7% words, 38% tone of voice, 55% body language. If you're a business, what do you need to thrive in today's internet era? The same things that you needed a decade ago and you will still need a decade from now. You need leads, appointments, and sales. In this book, I'll teach you how to get all three. I like how that didn't change, right? And then he has um, how to crack the conversion code, which is like a cheat sheet for this whole book, right? The conversion code marketer's creed. Leads are people too. Image is everything. Facebook is the internet. Analytics are overrated. Every word counts. The conversion code schedulers creed. 
every second matters, zero cold calls, human companies win. The fortune is in the follow-up. Every word counts. And the conversion code closers creed. Yes is not an accident. Conversations create clients. Dig deep or go to sleep. You're in charge. Every word counts. Chapter one, content is not king if your goal is capturing and converting leads. Design, being purposeful, and landing pages are king. When building your website or landing pages or changing and improving the ones you may already have, a conversion-first approach to design and user experience is a must. Simply put, great design builds trust, and trust is always is and always has been why people buy things online and off. As Zig Ziglar once said, if people like you, they'll listen to you. But if they'll trust you, they'll do business with you. The conversion code is to understand that for online lead generation and conversion, landing pages are a much better option than websites. And a landing page is basically a one-page website, right? With one purpose. This honest, harsh feedback from the participants reminded me of the famous David Ogilvy. I don't know how to say his last name. Quote, the consumer isn't a moron. She is your wife. If you're going to capture and convert quality internet leads, you need to gain their trust. Start with their list of critiques and look at your current website to see what you're guilty of. And basically, you have to realize that people don't think like you, right? They think like they think. That's what he means. It's your wife. It's your daughter. It's your son. It's your so-and-so humans are humans and they, they have this, they do the things they do. Um, one column, having a one column layout for one page, one purpose approach, two and three column website designs can feel cluttered, complex, and busy. Plus it's much easier to make a one column layout responsive for mobile devices, which is where 50% of your traffic comes from. So your website and or your squeeze page needs to have one column. Social proof. They are great as a new we are great. When you display feedback of your happiest customers and not just your own marketing messages, you'll find the quantity and quality of your leads on your websites will increase. In fact, 88% of consumers say they trust online reviews as much as personal recommendations, and especially third-party ones, right? Keeping focus, more choices equals fewer decisions made. You really want to limit the number of calls to action on any given page to one when you can. If one page of your website asks me to join your newsletter, follow you on Twitter, and download your ebook, I probably won't do any of them. Remember, one page equals one purpose. The only page of your site that will likely need multiple calls to action is your homepage. For all other pages, keep them laser focused and on the primary goal. Um, but if you have to annoy or trick a lead to capture their information, you have a much harder time converting them into a conversation by email or into becoming a customer over the phone. First impressions matter. And this is for all the people who want to take shortcuts, right? Probably not the best idea. You want to lead on your calendar, not on your website. Live chat makes the transition from marketing to sales seamless. The leads are only good if we get paid, right? 
The reason landing pages are so effective for online lead generation is simple. They have only one purpose. Compare that to your website or blog, which may have dozens of navigation options or categories to choose from, and you can see why professional marketers use landing pages when money is on the line and return on investment is a must. Bottom line, all the bells and whistles in the world on a website won't convert better than a singular, focused, well-designed landing page will. Damn, there you go. In fact, recent studies say you have eight seconds to capture someone's attention before they move on to the next thing. That's four seconds less than in the year 2000 and one second less than a goldfish's attention span. Because our brains process visuals 60,000 times faster than they do text, a critical component of cracking the conversion code is to understand the design, not words, builds trust. And these are like human hacks, right? Um, If you want to spend hours learning more about small changes in website design, landing pages, call to action buttons, images, copyright, and copywriting can impact conversion rates. I highly recommend that you check out whichtestone.com. So if you want to dive into that shit, go get it. This can really turn your website into a relationship in a world where most websites have a one-night stand with their visitors. If they don't close them on the first try, they never call back. Huge mistake. And this is what they're talking about in retargeting. A marketing Sherpa reader study revealed landing page conversion averages were between 5 and 11% when linking to a landing page for a free or paid offer via an email. Here we're on chapter two. Let me be clear before I get into blogging tips. I am a fan of business, not blogging, but I can tell you, or by the way, this is for all you people like, I'm in the business, I'm not blogging. I'm trying to sell shit, right? You just don't get it. But I can tell you from my personal journey and experiences that statistics like marketers who have prioritized blogging are 13 times more likely to enjoy positive return on investment. And 79% of the companies that have a blog report, a positive return on investment for inbound marketing holds true. So if you want to sell more shit, start a blog. Storytelling hook. And this is where they talk about how um, stories sell, right? Once the headline is nailed, storytelling is a must. In fact, when Alex Turnbull and and the Groove HQ team tested introductions for their posts, they found that storytelling led to 296% increase more full page readers and a 521% increase in average time on the page than a post without storytelling. Humans dig stories. I think that's why um, story time with Jeff and story time with Tommy does so well. Um, few characters per line at first. So like for the first pair, a uh, couple paragraphs, um, just, you know, use indents and uh, just have less words per sentence. Right. Featured image, having at least one awesome image in your blog post is a must. Consider this recent data about the impact of images on press releases from the PR web blog. Releases with no images had an average time on page of 2 minutes and 18 seconds. However, releases that contain images had an average time on page that had images had an average time on page of 2 minutes 47 seconds. 
That's a 21% increase in time spent per page by adding a photo. So that's a no-brainer right there. Also, the average piece of content that reaches page one of Google has more than 2,000 words. Medium, a popular blogging platform started by the co-founder of Twitter, uh, Ev Williams, also found the sweet spot with readers was about seven minutes, which equates to approximately 1,600 words. So it looks like the sweet spot is 1,600 to 2,000 words, right? Uh, All right. It is necessary to first optimize your content for lead generation by adding lead magnets. What is a lead magnet? Basically, it is something so valuable that someone would give up their name, phone number, and email address to access it. So that's like the hook, right? Do not overthink what your lead magnet should or could be. In real estate, the best lead magnets are listings and home value reports. These are the same things that have always been lead magnets for real estate. It's just a pre-internet that they dangle. It's just that pre-internet they dangled as a carrot in print. Here's here's why. Per HubSpot's benchmark data from over 7,000 businesses, business websites with 10 to 15 landing pages increased conversions by 55% over business websites with less than 10 landing pages. And those with more than 40 landing pages increased conversions by over 500%. More angles, more offers, more ideas, and more lead magnets on landing pages means more leads and conversions. All right. Sharing is caring. Of course, much of the goal of all these optimization tips is more clicks, but we also want more shares so that our messages are then brought by our inner circle to their inner circle. You can, you definitely want to have social media share buttons on all your blog posts. Bright edge technology studied the top 10,000 websites for its social share analysis, tracking social adoption and trends. So add that shit. Demand generation, direct response marketing, and social media advertising are the future of lead generation, not search engine optimization. I think this is why Google's panicking, right? And they keep trying to come up with shitty networks. When I started my first blog, I never once thought about search engines. I wrote only things I knew my audience would love. Inevitably, much of what I wrote has strategic keywords in it. As an example, if I publish a blog post entitled Best iPad Apps for Real Estate Agents, And then I promoted the article on my Facebook page and to my email list. I quickly found myself ranking for Google searches with the same keywords. Imagine that. And that's it. So we got through the first three chapters. Um, Next week, we're going to start on page 37, which is advanced Facebook marketing advertising techniques that generate ready to buy leads. This is pretty technical. I'm having a little bit of a hard time reading it just because I don't speak the same language this guy does, I don't think. You notice how certain people um, have a particular way of speaking? I don't know. I will get used to it. Anyway, folks, if you enjoy this kind of thing and you like this podcast, help a brother out. Stop what you're doing right now and go rate and review on iTunes. I know. I got to keep asking, but it's one of the ways you can really help me grow this podcast. And I need your help to do that, right? Also, share this podcast all over the internet, Facebook, Twitter. 
um, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever you use, um, just share it, man. Share it across. Tag me if I'm on that medium with you so I can see it, so I can thank you. And for all those who are doing it that I can't see, I really do appreciate it. It really does help. All right. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, go to renegadedetroit.com, which, by the way, I had to fire my developer, so... Kind of happy though, based upon how I was fucking everything up since I just, and we're reading the conversion code, right? So it couldn't come at a better time. If you're interested in any of the local meetings, go to meetup.com forward slash renegade Detroit investors or facebook.com forward slash Detroit investment club. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Jeremy Burgess. And of course, go to youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Detroit wholesalers. And as I wrap up this podcast, I do want to take a moment to encourage you to take the steps you need to become financially independent. I don't know. I do this every week. Many distractions, poisonous people, maybe even a bad start in life, right? Life's not fair. Pick a goal. Stick with it. Don't give up. Do something every day that gets you closer, even if it's just one step, all right? And I want to thank you guys for listening. I know you'll be doing lots of other things right now. I really value your your attention. And until the next podcast, crush it.